0: The of My message is your message, your mess, and your ministry. Your message. Now, here's here's what's interesting. This is this is where we're at today. Everybody has been given a message in life. In the environment that you were raised in, Pastor Darla was raised in. Randy Weaver was raised in the the environment. You formed opinions and thoughts and beliefs according to the system and the people that you were around. You developed a message in your life and uh, we use this phrase, that's just who I am because we all have a message. And then we we give that message to other people, to our children, our grandchildren, and as we grow, we, uh, uh, the, the message evolves. And, uh, but one of the things that is in common, and no offense, but everybody kinda has a mess. Some more than others, of course, But we all, I mean, you think about it from the very beginning of time. Adam and Eve, they kind of made a mess of things. We're reaping them. Did you know when you make a mess, other people suffer? If it's just not a smart mess. Adam and Eve, you think about Abraham. I mean... It wasn't all, I mean, you read your Bible, Isaac, Jacob. Uh, Moses. Look at Moses. Moses the murderer. We know everything about that now because we know that God redeemed him. So it, his message was a message of redemption. The children of Israel Some of them didn't make it through to get to the promised land because they had a a message in Egypt, and their message was, I am a slave, and they never got out of that slavery mindset. And they died in the desert, and they never made it to their promised land. King Saul, you remember him, right? Very first king, God anointed King Saul king. The very first king, somebody that was just, oh, King Saul, head and shoulders above everybody else. And he was a, he was a man's man, macho man. man, man. And, and he wound up keeping a message of deception and God's, God's word back to King Saul was, I regret the day that I made you king. So he stayed in his mess. He stayed. Y'all with me? He stayed in his mess. King Saul did. You think about uh, Peter. My goodness, he was a mouthy man, wasn't he? Peter. And then he kind of, you know, he tried he to save his own hide. <laughs> and then Jesus said, on this rock I'll build my church. It wasn't about Peter, but it was about the message that he had trusted Peter with. And and through Peter's mess of, of denying Jesus came a wonderful ministry. So we all have a message according to the environment that we were raised in We all have probably a mess. We've been a mess from time to time. Because it says we've all sinned. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, I never never messed nothing up. I'm really, really glad you're here. But our ministry will be determined by how we handle the message and the mess. There's a mother-in-law, and she was welcoming her newlywed daughter-in-law and explaining the hierarchy of the family. She said, "I am the vice president, the vice president, home affairs minister, as well as finance minister in this house. Your father-in-law is the president's defense, defense and security minister, and foreign affairs." Minister. My son, I mean your husband, runs the ministry of demand and supply, finance and economic affairs, and my daughter runs the planning and development ministry. Now, you tell me which ministry would you like to run? The daughter in law instantly replied with a smile I think I'll be the leader of the opposition. Well, that can be a ministry too, but maybe not a positive one. I love Martin Luther King. I guess if I kind of had a hero other than Jesus, Martin Luther King might be up there for me. We just celebrated Martin Luther King Day, and and, uh, I think we have too many days for too many things, and they all get convoluted because there's way too many of them. I like Martin Luther King Day. He said this. He said, one day we will learn that the heart can never be totally right if the head is totally wrong. We can't ever get the heart right until we govern what we allow to come into our head. We always hear the term, oh, and you young people too. Oh, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. My Bible tells me that our hearts are deceitfully wicked. So I would say, don't follow your heart. Follow Jesus and your heart will be right. Martin Luther King, nothing in this world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Just because you're sincere doesn't mean that you're right. You can be sincerely <laughs> messed up. We just got through talking last week about the the parable of the seed that was sown. Y'all remember... For those of you who may not have been here, the seed, the, Jesus told this parable, a story, a heavenly story with an earthly meaning. And he told this story about the, the, the seed that was, the, the farmer has, had has sown, and some of it was sown on the pathway on the hard ground, and it never took root. And the birds came and stole the seed away. The word is the word of God. The meaning is, is, that, is that there will be other people that will still attempt to steal God's word out of your heart to take away what God has put in there because there's so many voices speaking to into our lives. If we're not careful, we'll listen to the voice of a stranger over the voice of God, and it will steal the seed of the word of God. Oh, that's not true. You don't have to do that. The second one was the seed that was sown in the rocky ground, and it and it could it was a shallow seed, and it came up fast, and 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 it, and it was like oh it looks and then it's growing so fast, but it had no root. Some people don't ever stay around long enough to grow roots. And Then. The one we're talking about today is the, the seed that was sown among the thorns. And the, the cares of life and the riches of the and the deception of riches uh infiltrated and the thorns stole the seed, and the seed never could make it out of the ground because there was too much concentration on the things of the world and the, the deceitfulness of the world. Thorns can be interesting, one of the things that we fight here as farmers and ranchers in this country is is uh, uh little birds what are the what are them birds birds. and when we were living on a different place, those sandbirds were. They come up in the grass, and I mean, they were. I mean, you couldn't even h- walk through the grass without getting those those stickers and those burrs on. You all know what I'm talking about, most y'all. Do. And <laughs> we had a calf that was, was had pink eye, and he, he was just about blind. Uh, and he could just you could tell he could see a little bit, but he couldn't see very much, and so uh. Caleb, my son, and I—we decided we was going to doctor him, and uh, so we just jumped on the four wheeler, and one of us tried to rope him off of the four wheeler. That didn't work, <laughs> and so like I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a steer wrestler. Uh, I used to be. I used to, be. and uh, I told Caleb, I said, just drive by him. I'll jump off and grab him. Well, everything was fine until I I got a hold of him, and when I when we ran ran by him, I grabbed him around the neck. And when I grabbed him around the neck, I, all of our weight came forward, and this the calf came over on top of me, and I was I landed in the burrs, and it hurt. The thorns is a place of pain, but many times we unknowingly invite the pain of the thorns into our lives by decisions that we make and by stupid decisions. Anybody ever done that? So so here we are. We got, we've got our message, and I, my message then was, we just need to talk to the calf. Just forget every, all of the precautions. Just get on that four-wheeler Dumb and dumber. <laughs> so, I mean, I had a mess. I mean, Dara's picking stickers out of my bag. It was not fun. Sometimes it gets so bad, you got to have help to fix your stuff. So we got these Bible studies. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It says, some of the, some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them, the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches. Uh, you see, there is little space between their lifestyle and the world. And the reason is, is that you can't tell many times With Christians, it's savage. We you can't if 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 uh, if people that we work around they don't really know that we're Christians. Are we really letting our light shine? So they never lose the love for the pleasures of the world. They try to. Add God onto what they're doing. He ever done that? I mean, like, well, this is, this is your lane, God, and I'll run along with you, but I'm not going to get. <laughs> so the remarks, general remarks of a thorned heart, uh, when holiness becomes optional, when they begin to choke out when they begin to be choked out, their natural response is to choke out others on their way down. Misery, y'all with me? Loves. If I'm going down, if I'm going into the birds, I'm going to take you with me. (laughs) There's too much to miss in the world and there's not much difference between This person, the one who doesn't know God, the one where the seed is sown among the thorns. Many times, our message, everybody say our message, our message from God lands in a place of reflection of how we have reacted to man. The seed falls among the thorns here. The message wasn't flawed. The seed itself wasn't flawed, but where the seed landed was flawed. The flaw is inevitably our reaction to God's message rather than God's message itself. It's how we react to God's message that determines the production of the seed that is sown in us when we understand the word of god again matthew 13:22 he also that received seed among the thorns is he who is he that hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Martin Luther King said this statement, if you are ever going to be free, you must come to terms with the love of wealth and the fear of death. If you're ever going to be free, you must deal with the love of wealth and the fear of death. In other words, what are you going to do? What are we going to do with the blessings that God gave you? One thing about burrs, these sand burrs, they can't stand prosperity because if you feed the ground the right kind of fertilizer and the the ground becomes healthy, the burrs can't live there. The thorns have to leave when the ground is healthy. I I think we could just dismiss in prayer probably right now and marinate on what we just said. But I'm not going to. I got 10 minutes. So oftentimes our message entangles itself with God's message. Our message entangles itself with God's message. Our personal hurt creates and forms a message, inevitably a message created when we choose to surrender to the pain rather than the one who can heal the pain. Healing happens when we focus on the healer of our pain. When the focus is just on our pain and just on our hurt, we will ultimately surrender to our hurt instead of the healer and Inevitably, there will be those around us that hurt because misery, again, loves company. This will ultimately determine, though, the ministry that we choose, a ministry that uses our pain as a testimony of healing and restoration and victory. Even though it may be uncomfortable to talk about it, You see, the other choice is a ministry of reckless defeat, destruction, and division. If our ministry is only about our pain rather than about the healing that Jesus provided for our pain, there will inevitably be a lack of surrender to biblical truth, to the seed of the word of God. That is when our ministry becomes heresy and lacks integrity because of the incomplete allegiance and surrender to the healing word of God. When we add on to God, it convolutes and thorns come into our lives as a result. Scripture says, My people die from a lack. Sometimes sin causes my mess. Y'all with me? Sometimes sin causes my mess. I mean, I I don't have time to go into all my sins and sinning and everything this morning, but my sin has always been a detriment to me. My sin has never blessed me at all. My sin has never been good for me. Sometimes sin causes my mess and sometimes ministry causes my mess. We had leaders in the church that didn't like it when we put those 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 memorial walls up. Leaders in the church got upset about it. Sometimes ministry stuff ministry sometimes can get messy. Galatians chapter 5 I believe this is the Amplified Bible, verse 19. It says, the wrong things the sinful self does, the works of the flesh, sinful nature are clear. Being sexually unfaithful, sexual immorality, not being pure or being impure, taking part in sexual sins, depravity and promiscuity, worshiping gods or idolatry, doing witchcraft, which is sorcery, hating, which bring hostility and, and antagonism, making trouble, which is discord and strife, and being jealous, being angry, having rage in your life, being selfish, having rival rivalries, making people angry with each other, forming dissensions, causing divisions among people, factions, feeling envy, Being drunk, having wild and wasteful parties, carousing, and doing other things like these. I warn you, he says here, I warn you now as I warned you before. Those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Again, I'm going to quote Martin Luther King, one day we will learn that the heart can never be totally right. If the head is totally wrong, let the word of God, the seed of the word of God take hold inside of you, and let's not ever mix what the world has to say with what God has to say. Please. Man, I'm trying to get done fast. Matthew 13, 8, but other other fell on good ground, and it brought forth fruit, some 100, some 60, some 30-fold. Again, Galatians chapter 5 going on, it says, but the Spirit, everybody say the Spirit. The Spirit produces the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Well, God, I wish you'd help me. You have self-control. There is no law that says these things are wrong, and no law can oppose these things. So those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified their own selves, own sinful selves, they have given up their old selfish feelings and the evil things that they wanted to do. The passions and the desires, verse 25, we, since we get our new life from the Spirit and we're living by the Spirit, so we should follow and be guided by and walk in step with the Spirit. We must not be proud or conceited or make trouble Right? With or provoke each other to jealous, envious, and be envious of each other. Matthew 13, 23, but he that received the seed into the good ground is he that hears the word, understands it, and bears fruit. Hear it, understand it, and do something with it. Let it grow. So, I have a question for you. With all due respect, where is your fruit? Where's your fruit? If you are healthy, loving, and giving, a giving disciple of God, where is your fruit? Take your message because your message is unique. Amen. Pastor Darla's message is unique. Let your mess show your weakness, weaknesses, And then form an anointed ministry that reaches, teaches, and disciples your kids, your spouse, your co-workers, your boss, and your employees. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works through your message and through your mess so that you can have a ministry for the kingdom of God. Because you're going to minister one way or the other. You are a minister, and you're going to minister. Just make up your mind that the seed that God put inside of you is going to grow. Jesus always said this, it is written, it is written. Where is it written? It's in your ministry. Did you ever make it up? Did you ever have somebody make, make it up or someone else make it up? It's an important question. We here at the Lone Star Cowboy Church believe the Bible to be the inspired word of God. We resolve never to add to it and never to take away from it. We believe that when God speaks, when God gives us a message or a ministry, that it must align with the written word of God. When God gives us a spoken word, it must always align with his written word. We know also we know that when man gets in the middle of the message, we will have a tendency to mess it up. <laughs> so we will continue to study God's word, embrace our pain, embrace our thorns, our weaknesses, because in our weakness, he is made strong. True worshipers worship in spirit and in Truth. Martin Luther King, last quote, I know that love is ultimately the only answer to mankind's problem. With your message, with your message, choose love. With your mess, choose love. With your ministry, choose love. Three words. God is love. Yes, it's true. We all have a message. Yes, it's true. We all have a mess. Yes, it's true we all have a ministry but the seed of the word of god will produce fruit inside of you and when listen i'm i don't know how to say this real fast please don't feel pressure on yourself to produce fruit fruit just happens when we sow the seed of the word of God in good ground. You guard your heart and God will grow the seed. Boop fruit. Boop fruit fruit happens. It just boop just happens. Because your good ground, you have to protect your ground and don't let the birds get in you. Amen. Thank you Lord for your word thanks for helping us thank you Lord for your, all you do for us we worship you in spirit and in truth Lord help us to be doers of the word not hearers only Lord help us Lord to rightly divide the word of truth to to, to digest your word and then to allow it to become a part of our our, our, our thinking, a part of our heart. Let, it, let Just infiltrate us with your word, oh God, so that we can understand how valuable it is to be a blessing to our spouse, a blessing to our kids, a blessing to our parents, a blessing to our grandparents, a blessing to our coworkers. Lord, help us all to be good ground, ready and willing to do and to be who you've called us to be, in Jesus' name. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed this morning if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior. I'm gonna tell you it's the greatest gift you'll ever have in your life. It is the greatest gift you will ever have in your life if you've never accepted him as your Savior, if you slip your hand up, our, our ushers want to put a Bible in your hand. Anybody, preacher, that's me. I need Jesus in my heart. I need to make him the Lord of my life. I need to be forgiven of my sins. I, I really do need to be born again. Anybody, preacher, that's me. Anybody. Thank you, Lord. Would you stand with me, please? Somebody say hallelujah. Sometimes ministry is hard, but it's worth it. Everybody say, it's worth it. Thank you for being faithful. I don't always feel like being a good guy. Anybody with me? Sometimes I just don't feel like being good. But I've got to crucify my flesh. I want to please Jesus. You know what makes us want to please Jesus? Fall in love with him. Fall in love with him. I want to pray for you. Just let me pray for you. Let's all raise our hands and surrender to Jesus. Lord, today I thank you, Lord, that your word is living and alive alive and powerful. Sharper than any two edged sword. And I pray today, oh God, that your word, the seed of the word of God, would do surgery on our hearts. Lord, as we walk out of this place and as we go through our week, oh God, we give you permission. Everybody say, God, I give you permission to do surgery on my heart. Take out what needs to leave and replace it with your word, with your heart with your love, with joy, with peace, with long-suffering, with gentleness, with meekness, with temperance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I love y'all. God bless you. Listen, we got a prayer team up here. If you need special prayer, love to have you. If you'd like to spend some time at the altar, we'd love that too. God bless y'all. Have a great week.